Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Christy. We are having conversations of a not-so-balanced life. Our goal here is to help you get past the good enough phase of life and begin your growth journey. We are a community of women supporting women. Hello, good morning. Welcome back. Hello. I know why I've reverted to hello instead of hello, but you're welcome (laughs) for that. So we took a little bit of a break last week. It was Christy's son's birthday and tra- work travel and a lot of stuff going on. So we took a break, but we are back and we are excited to have this conversation this morning. So I follow a creator on Instagram. Um, she's hilarious. Her name is Emily Vondi. And uh, I think she's most well-known or popular for her. She was actually like featured on the Today Show because of a reel that she posted on Instagram about forgetting her middle child's birthday um, and has she had to like look at the birth announcement to remember what the day was. Anyway, it was hilarious and that's what uh, her claim to fame is. So hold on, let's let's pause there for just a second before we talk about her reel because I feel like I really appreciate that she did a reel about forgetting her kid's birthday because I think that as moms, we have so many tabs open in our head, right? Then we all have moments like that. And then we have mom guilt about it because how could you forget something about your child, right? Like, so I have a story. I took Carter to the urgent care. I don't think it was the emergency room. I think it was urgent care. And they were like, we need his full name. And I'm like, Carter, <laughs> Carter. And I like could not think <laughs> You gave it to him. <laughs> Just kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, just human give yourself some grace that is it so I just needed to pause there and have a real moment you know what's funny is though she's she celebrated her kid's birthday on the wrong day for two years (laughs) before she realized it so she had called the pediatrician to schedule his well checkup and they asked for his birthday and she gave it and they're like we don't have anybody in our system she's like we've been coming to you for years what do you mean on your system and she's like we have this person with this date and she's like oh Oh. (laughs) I love that hang on and she had to like look up the birth announcement to remember what the day was anyway she she also posted a couple reels on like I made national news not for all these funny songs that I come up with not for all this other stuff wonderful stuff I made national news for forgetting my middle child's birthday I'm really sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she's hilarious. Emily Vondi, go check her out. She posted a reel the other day that said, I don't want to survive. I want to thrive. And that has been the forefront of my mind since I heard it. Like, it's just something I keep repeating to myself over and over and over. And it's become almost like a mantra or an a- affirmation. I loved it because, you know, we created this podcast for the women and the moms who are stuck in the good enough phase of life. Like that, that's our thing. That's you and I had many conversations of, we feel stuck. How do we move forward? And that's what this podcast was created for. Yeah. And so I think it's the same thing, right? Like we were tired of feeling like we were just surviving and we wanted to feel like we were thriving and we love the life that we were living. Yes. And I, I love that. I feel like those few words just is a perfect description of what it is we're trying to create here. And by having these conversations and learning the different tools and things that we use to get unstuck, to get 
past the point of surviving. I think it's important for us to share those with each other. And I think it's important for us to share this with our our listeners. Yeah, 100% agree. All right. So I think for me, when we started the podcast, I was feeling stuck in, had a very difficult postpartum with my second. I was like in the thick of postpartum depression and anxiety and postpartum anger, which I didn't know was a thing until I had my second. And life for me just felt like it was caving in. And so not only was I, I kind of stuck in my personal growth, but I felt stuck in motherhood. I felt stuck in my relationship. I just felt stuck. And so by taking the time to have these conversations and to work on myself to get unstuck. So I think that that was the whole point of, I wanted to thrive. I didn't know how. And that's why, yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. I wanted, I wanted to feel like I was thriving and I didn't know how. And I think I tend to be the person that focuses on everyone else instead of myself. And it was sort of a turning point in my life where I realized that I needed to really fill my own cup to be able to fill everybody else's cup. And I needed to take care of myself, kind of like that, the analogy that I have said on this podcast, like, I don't know, 3000 times of, you know, if you're on an airplane, you need to put your oxygen mask on first, because if you run out of oxygen, you can't put on anybody else's oxygen mask. And I think I had to learn that and figure that out. And then also just become aware of my own needs and, you know, kind of what self-care means for me and just setting boundaries and all those things. And I think that that growth process has moved me more towards not just surviving, but, and honestly, not being okay with just surviving and recognizing those moments where I feel like I am moving back towards just survival mode and then how to kind of get myself out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say for me, I think the first, the very first thing I did with your help (laughs) was worth a year, which helped me identify my values and helped me identify what I was spending my time on and helped me identify what it is I wanted to spend my time on. So by doing those things, it it, get, it allowed me to kind of refocus my purpose, like refocus what it is I wanted to, well, how I wanted to I, be spending my time. Yeah. And I think, I feel like the word of the year or even just identifying, okay, here are sort of my top five values or top five mm-hmm. values that I think, you know, align with where I want to be. I think you have to have some sort of goal in mind, but I think both of those are loose enough to where it's not like you're driving towards this one very specific goal, but it gives you a general framework for how to make decisions in your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you come, when you come to a fork in the road, you can, you can say, well, it does this align with my values or et cetera. And then it makes it really easy to make decisions on where you spend your time or the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the thick of my postpartum brain, and I was like in this headspace of, I don't know what to do next. I had Christy who was helping, you know, calling for help and helping me. But my goal at the time, so you were just talking about goals. My goal at the time was not, I need a five-year plan. I need to figure out my life. My goal was to get help. So when we talk about goal setting and we talk about getting out of this stuck phase, you don't need, you know, to have your, the next year of your life figured out. You can just figure out the next 24 hours, the next hour, the next minute, the next second. Like it, we're not talking um, life-changing goals all at once because that can be overwhelming. 
And when it's overwhelming like that, then you don't, that's not, you aren't going to make change happen. Well, and I think there's always a balance, right? And I think this is part of what I had to learn as well. The, you can't always be looking forward or looking back. Life happens like the, the, the only real moment is this present moment, right? And so, yes, you want to plan for the future. You want to think about things that have happened in the past so you can learn and grow from them. But at the end of the day, you also want to learn to be present now. And so I think you got to find that mix for you of like how to, how to do that. Yes, exactly. Having a gratitude practice is also what helps me kind of get out of the funk because when you are feeling stuck, it's so easy to dwell on everything that's negative that's going in your life. And we've talked about gratitude practice a lot. I have an app on my phone that I write a few things down each day, um, usually at the end of the day so I can reflect on my day. Christy, I think you prefer to do it in the morning with journaling. There are tons of different ways to have a gratitude practice. But for me, having a, a gratitude practice allows me to feel more balanced because then I'm not stuck in the negativity. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it helps you recognize like small things that you're grateful for that maybe you wouldn't otherwise focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think life is all about it's about a bunch of small things that make you feel happy in a way. But I did see, I saw a different type of gratitude practice or like future life planning. I don't know what to call it exactly, but I saw it this morning on Instagram and I was like, oh, I like that. So I did it this morning and it's write down five things that you want, just five things that you want and no judgment. Don't change them. Okay. And so I, I did that. I only have four. I need to think of my fifth one because I just did it right before we hopped on the call because I saw it when I was waiting for my oldest to run into school and I was sitting there watching that. I just was flipping through Instagram, but write down five things you want. Don't judge them or change them. And the thought process is that it validates, validates them when you write them down and actually, you know, like bring them to life. And then it also begins to shift what you believe is possible. Yeah. So, do you watch Ted Lasso? I do not. I keep hearing about it. It's, it's on my list, but I haven't. Gotten okay. It. So admittedly, I've only seen like three episodes. I am not a lifelong Ted Lasso fan, but the three episodes I did see, uh, it's stuck in my brain. So you just said something, you know, don't, don't judge them. And there's this episode where there's this dialogue that Ted Lasso says, be curious, not judgmental, which is a Walt Whitman quote. And I love that idea and that concept of be curious, not judgmental. So I'm putting that out into the universe here. Take that throughout your day. I think there's opportunity where you're going to say, "Ugh, why is she wearing that? But no, like not, Ugh. how about, Ooh, what an interesting choice. You know, like why did, you know what? Maybe that's all she has. Maybe that's her cool style. Like, you know, it, it's not your place to judge other people. So anyway, so inter- that was just um, a sidebar. Ted Lasso, check it out if you haven't seen it. He's got some um, really great words of, of wisdom. I love that though. Cause I think that, you know, the, that was actually the company that I previously worked for. That was one of the, I don't know if they called it one of their values, but one of the things that they preached was like, they had a, think they call it a mood elevator <clears throat> but one of the things to push you up the mood elevator was to get out of the negativity and to get to curious and so in a situation it you know if someone was being a pain in your butt or treating you in a way that you didn't feel was optimal maybe instead of being a butt head back 
get 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 curious right like yeah maybe they had a really shitty morning maybe they just lost someone in their life like you you don't know what's happening in other people's lives so instead of judging them maybe be curious and take take a moment to recognize that we're all human we all have bad days and I think that helps me um I find that as I've gotten older when I'm when I'm in situations where I hear other people talking negatively about other people I remove I will either remove myself from the situation or I will redirect the conversation because I feel like that puts you in a pattern of negativity and then you're thinking negative thoughts about people and it just isn't to me it's not helpful and I Mm -hmm. I don't I just find it it doesn't help me stay in a positive mental state and I don't know it's just yeah, one, it, it one, one of the things. Yeah, when well, it doesn't align with my values, I do the same thing. Yeah. So I either I agree, I redirect the conversation, or I'm curious back. I'm like, well, why do you think she's doing that? And then they usually the person usually stops because then they're like, oh, she's not going to commiserate with me. Oh, she's not yeah. going to you know join this bash session because there's no need for that really. But I find it interesting too because like when I my kindergartner when a teacher tells me, oh, this is the horrible thing he did today. Respectful thing or whatever, I, whatever. Not a great thing that he did today. I usually start with Charlie, you know, tell me about the situation. And the teacher's always like, well, I just told you. Right. But I'd like to hear his perspective. Like, it's not that I'm going to believe him over you. It's not that I'm choosing to believe his story, but it's, it's important to understand all sides of it. And where you saw what happened, what was he thinking? What was he feeling? What, what was, why was that the choice he made? And so it's important for me to understand those things about my children. And likewise, it should be important for you to understand those things about the adults in your life as well. Like their perspective is going to be different than yours. So, you know, understanding their perspective, being curious about the choices that they've made may help you, may bring you to um, a different point. I think, yeah, I think that, and that goes back to, we talked about a few, a few episodes ago, I think like personality tests and things like that. Yeah. And that, that is one of the things that I feel like they're useful for in, in the work world, because sometimes you may interact with someone who's just a completely different personality than you are. And so it's hard, you know, it could be like a, a hard interaction sometimes. And, but I think if you understand that that's their personality and that you know they're doing x because of something like you you understand who they are and why they're doing something you can come at it differently and you almost I don't know as opposed to it feeling abrasive you're like oh I get it so now I can work this way with this person yeah exactly and so then and then kind of just going back to the thriving so you know we talked about values gratitude practice and then the third one that I find the most difficult still today, but it's something that I act- actively work towards is boundaries. Mm, boundaries that was are, a hard one. It's re- they're really hard to set because, and, and for me, it's because I feel rude sometimes, but it's like, mm-hmm. this is a hard stop for me. Like, this is the boundary that I'm choosing to set. And sometimes I have to say that. Sometimes I just have to be like really honest in this is my boundary. And this is, this is where I choose not to go. You know, I think a perfect example is, you know, when my, my kids are doing things that scare me, but they feel fine doing it. My boundary is I don't have to watch. For sure. So, yeah. I think, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like boundaries are a hard one, especially if you, if you 
grew up not seeing that behavior modeled. And then also, I think just as a society, you know, one of the things I feel like we're taught, especially like when you get into the working world is in order to climb corporate ladder, like you just need to, you got to do the job. You got to fall do, in line. You got to fall in line. You got to be a hard worker. You got to be the one willing to go above and beyond. And I think it took me a long time to recognize like that, I guess that, that I am enough as I am. And I don't always need to be on and doing something. And so like that value of just resting, you know, mm. rest is, is important. Sometimes you need to just kind of be, and I think just inherently I, I couldn't do that. So it took, it took me a while to get to the point where I would just have a day on the couch if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And, well, I'm, and I'm yeah. such a people pleaser. So, you know, when I first entered the workforce, I was always, so in, in elementary school, I was always the teacher's helper. I always was saying, what else can I do? What else can I do? How can I help you? And then when I was in college, it was like, I can do more work. I can take on this. I can join this club. I can do this. And so then when I joined the workforce, it was the same way. It was, what else can I do? How can I help you? They'd give me the tough assignments. I'd clean it up. They'd give me another tough assignment. I'd clean it up. I'd volunteer for all these extra things. and. I was running myself ragged ragged to be this people pleaser and be a top performer and to get the promotions. And, but why? <laughs> well, and, and honestly, what I have found over the years is the harder you work, the more work you get. Right. <laughs> How does that make sense though? Like, yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, so it's, it's interesting now, like if I could go back and redo my first five years of, of work life post-college and have a better understanding of my values and boundaries, gosh, I would, it would be so different, but from that, I got lessons, right? So like to your point earlier, I learned a lot from that experience. I learned a lot of what I wasn't going to do when I managed people. I learned a lot of how, how I needed to be supported to be successful. Yep. Well, and I I think that's, I think a lot of times in life, right. It's that idea of you can tell someone how to do something, but until they start learning themselves, like they have to live through that lesson themselves to really understand and get that growth. Um, And I think that's a lot of life is, it's nice to hear other people's stories, but sometimes you have to live it in order for it to really take hold in your life. Yeah. So I saw another thing on Instagram that inspired me that I feel like goes along with what we were talking about. And it was posted by a coach, not one that I follow. Oddly enough, it was just um, something that was suggested to me. Um, and it was, her name is Kristen Such, if you wanted to look her up. And so this is the post. Signs you're struggling with the fear of being seen. If you truly want to step into your soul's purpose and make the biggest impact possible, being seen is required, not optional. Fear of being seen is an inner child wound that forms when we were shamed for being our authentic self in childhood. So in adulthood, we hide so we don't jeopardize being loved. When I read that, it goes to, I don't know how to accept compliments. I want to do all the really wonderful things, but I don't want to be recognized for doing the really wonderful things because it makes me uncomfortable because I can just know that I did it. 
the yeah like you don't want you don't want to be recognized and put on sort of a pedestal if you will um in front of other people yeah no, I that mean, makes me very uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel less uncomfortable about, about that as I get older but I think one of the things that that and I don't know if this was I don't feel like this was the people you know like my core group of family I feel like it was more society but like when I was a little kid I was wild free like I I wanted to sing all the time and dance and you know like do all these crazy things so I think a lot of kids do that way but then as I got older like I became very aware of other people's opinions and I mm. didn't want to be the center judged of yeah yeah I, I didn't want to be judged it took me a long time to get out of that I feel like now I'm in a place where I'm like I'm just gonna have fun and do things I want to do in life and yeah, you know, whatever. Now, a perfect example. Uh, I was on a work trip last, was that last week. I think that was last week, and we went out to a karaoke bar, and I did karaoke with some of the ladies I work with. And I was not. I I had had a drink, but I was in no means intoxicated, and it was just something fun, fun right? Yeah. And one of the ladies said later, she she was like, you know, I wish maybe we wouldn't have done that. And I was like, why? It was fun. Nobody was. It's not like we were, you know doing anything crazy and I feel like a lot of that is societal pressure just to conform and and, you know like stay in your little box Mm -hmm. and I'm just done with that box I just I'm gonna have fun I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I want to do to feel alive and like I'm thriving and that was part of it such a fun experience and I'm so glad I did it yeah that's great we've talked about this before I want to dye my hair purple and I have found the salon that I want to do it I've made the phone call to see when the next appointments are and I hesitate and I hesitate because what are the PTA moms going to say? What is going to happen when I go volunteer at my son's school and I've got this purple hair? Like what judgments are going to be made about me, about the way that I look? So I am hesitating and it makes me sad because I really want to do this. Like I have the picture, I have the salon, but I'm afraid of what other people what they're going to, how they're going to judge me. What are they going to think this represents within me? So stop looking at me that way. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like in today's world, like you don't even need to worry about that. Like so many people have lots of tattoos, various color hair, all the things. So I think that you just need to do it. Do we need to go dye our hair together? I will go with you. I don't really know that I want purple hair, but I will put some purple in my hair if it'll make you do it. (laughs) oh together (laughs) um no I this is something I want to do on my own it's just I am I am trying to be brave and working up the courage that's that's like I have the salon I know where I'm going I know how much it's going to cost I've talked to the colorists like I just am uncomfortable at the potential judgment I mean I get it I get it and the fear of being seen right? Like that, that goes back to all of that. Like, you know, I am totally content in who I am on my own. Yeah. But when people start to judge you, it, and I get it because there, I feel like there are still that, I feel like that's one of those things, right? You have to A, step out and courage, but then you have to continue to find that courage. But the more you find it, the easier it becomes, Mm -hmm. right? As if I built this up in my head at this point, right? Like we've been talking about this for a year. So like, if I built this up in my head and you know, it's, there's a lot of different things going on there. 
I feel like we need to give Megan like a deadline. Like you need to get this done. <laughs> I think we did. I think we said after spring break. Well, here we are after spring break. After spring break. Uh, before, okay, here we go. Before I leave for <sighs> California, I'm going to need you to have purple hair so I can see in person. And we need to go to the thrift store and we need oh, to have dinner. Yes. Okay. Wait, have we talked about that up here? I feel like we need to have this conversation. We did talk about it. Yeah, we here. did talk okay. about it. Yeah. So for those listening who maybe didn't catch uh, the episode a few episodes ago, we want to go to the thrift store. We want to walk down our size aisle. We want to pick out awesome outfits, random outfits. We're going to dress in those random outfits. We are going to go to dinner. We are going to order a bottle of wine. We're going to have fabulous themed night which so and just to make it real clear so it's essentially you walk down to your size you go to your size aisle and then we're gonna be like okay stop and then you have to pick an outfit from that section it's gonna be so terrible so okay this is hard it for could not be. I, it could be amazing it could be but I really I I do pride myself on looking nice when I you leave do. the house I, so I know this is this is going to be hard for me. <laughs> it is. It is. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'll have Megan in front of it with me. So I'll, and we'll I'll take pictures and we will post on our Instagram at intentional.as.a.mother. And let's just pick a weekend after this We're- call. We're just going to pick a weekend and we're going to do it. We've gone a little long today in just the conversation. Do you want to do an Am I Normal or no? Yeah, let's do it. I love our Am I Normal. Okay. All right. So would you like to go first? Yes. Okay. So this comes off of my work trip from last week. So last week when I left for work, it was the first time in a long time that I was still packing my bag the day I left for the trip. And I felt very unprepared because I, I don't know, I just felt out of sorts. Normally, like two weeks ahead of time, I have most of my stuff packed except for toiletries, right? Yeah. But is that, am I, am I normal? that's I think that that's normal I I will say two weeks is a little much um but (laughs) I I don't I think it's normal I have gotten the older I've gotten the less concerned like it's all gonna get done so like the less concerned about packing I get but to be fair we have a checklist like that's we create we update for like depending on the age like of our kids but we have a checklist for every trip that we take and we just print it out and then it's like we gotta check the boxes and we're done well if if I'm traveling for work versus personal I feel like because for work I need a specific list of items right whereas if I'm traveling personal it's kind of like yeah my motto when I travel personally like if I have a phone if I have a wallet charger charger everything else could be bought if I need to. Yeah. First world problem, I guess. But you know, like that's kind of my theory on that. All right. So my Amor normal this week, I love hot dogs, pretzels, and pizza at Sam's club. Oh my gosh. Like, have you ever had, had their no. stuff? But okay. I also, I'm, I'm a Costco lover, not a Sam's club lover. Sorry. <gasps> okay. Well, listen, a dollar okay, five but- gets you a hot dog and a drink. It's cheap like that at Costco too. Okay. I feel like we need to do a poll today on our stories, Costco versus Sam's Club, because I feel like there's really no competition here. Who's with me? <laughs> well, I think Sam's Club's or Costco's <laughs> a little bougie and Sam's Club is more like regular people. Um, and I feel like that like perfectly sums you up. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll add it to our story. So go vote. Megan's gonna give our final note today. Yes. All right. Even though I am imperfect, I choose to love, honor, and accept myself. I like that one. Me too. You you are enough friends just as you are. That's right. Thanks for listening. Bye. If you want to leave us feedback, please review our podcast on whatever app that you're listening to. That helps us. You can also email us hello at intentionalasamother.com or follow us on Instagram at intentional.as.a.mother. And we will see you next week. Bye.